Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on TBR Media's network. My name is Jared, and today we have got a great show for you. It's kind of the perfect start to the new year. 2023 is upon us. It's going to bring us a new Scream movie. It's going to do a lot of things, and I can't wait to you know go through the year and to have all these experiences and new movies come out, new shows. It's very, very exciting. And we're going to start off the year by talking about the news, of course, like we do every week. But we're also going to kind of reflect on the past year. Uh, that's right. You are going to hear from several team members here at TBR Media today, breaking down their favorite shows and movies uh, of 2022, uh, now last year. There is some really exciting stuff, and 2022 brought a lot of good film and a, a lot of good TV, honestly, um, to the forefront. And it was really exciting. We saw huge growth on our YouTube channel. And uh, again, I just wanted to thank everyone for their support over the last year and helping us grow and help us helping us achieve new goals. And um, yeah, no, it's it's been fantastic. And so, of course, just like every week, we will also break down later in the episode what's new to streaming, what new movies are out, and box office projection because we can't forget that. Um, so without further ado, why don't we get on with the rest of the show and enjoy the news. If you would like to support our show, consider joining the crew by subscribing to our Patreon. Every dollar counts towards commission for our contributors and improving our network. Membership to our Patreon grants you different perks, depending on what part of the crew you opt into. If you're someone who likes behind-the-scenes content, our director's crew has access to a close friends group on Instagram, as well as a Discord server and, of course, Twitter circles. Meanwhile, the producer crew is gifted discounted merch codes and exclusive video discussions, reviews, and vlogs. For executive producers that go above and beyond, we send a little special care package their way as a way to say thanks. Whether you're looking to gain early access to video content or listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Close Up with the Borough Reviews, you can find it all on our Patreon page. Membership is a critical metric that we use to indicate the success of our network, and we know that we can count on you for some support. Head over to patreon.com slash theboroughreviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. This week's headlines come from Variety, Deadline, and GQ. Now, we're going to get into the box office for Megan, more so a prediction a little bit later on. But first, we're going to talk about Avatar 2. So we're going to break down the sequel's path to box office glory, because after just 22 days in theaters, Avatar The Way of Water has raked in $1.5 billion globally, overtaking Top Gun Maverick to stand as the 10th highest grossing movie in history, and of course of all of 2022. It's a remarkable achievement, especially because opening weekend returns were less than expected, and James Cameron, of course, the filmmaker behind the series and behind so many other big blockbuster tentpole films should never be questioned. Uh, the film's stellar turnout, driven by repeat customers, IMAX prices, and top-notch audience scores, is necessary and not only in providing a lifeline to theater owners. 
Since Disney, which holds the rights to Avatar after acquiring 20th Century Fox in 2019, spent at least $350 million to make Avatar and more than $100 million more to market the grand return to Pandora, Cameron suggested the film needed to gross $2 billion globally to become financially successful. Plus, he's already planning to make three more sequels. Already, the stretch between Christmas and New Year's proved lucrative, reaffirming the public's affinity for the Navi. Now that The Way of Water has demonstrated its staying power, insiders believe the aquatic action adventure is going to generate a minimum of $1.8 billion. Moreover, it has a real shot at crossing the $2 billion mark worldwide, a near impossible benchmark in COVID times. Even Spider-Man No Way Home, which became a sensation at the end of 2021, fell just shy with the still staggering $1.9 billion without playing in China. At the domestic box office, The Way of Water has grossed $464 million to date. And in other news, Michael Giacchino is set to make a feature directorial debut with a fresh take on them at Warner Brothers. Giacchino is meeting with writers in hopes to get the production up quite soon. In the Gordon Douglas-directed original film, which was also a Warner Brothers property, a huge nest of eradicated ants are discovered in the New Mexico desert and become a national threat when two young queen ants and their consorts escape to set up new nests. The composer of big franchise films such as Spider-Man No Way Home, Star Trek, The Batman, Rogue One A Star Wars Story, and more has been looking to make tentpoles of his own for quite some time. Last year, he directed the Marvel Studios' Disney Plus special Werewolf by Night. Giacchino also plans to score them in the way that he scored Werewolf by Night. So, we'll have to wait around to see how that project turns out, but needless to say, I'm pretty excited. If you want some more Marvel news, there is plenty to go around this week. Dave Batista knows that 2023 will be a pivotal year for his acting career, with Glass Onion buzz carrying over into the new year. Batista will be getting his most sizable speaking role to date in M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin and an expanded role in Denis Villeneuve's Dune. He's also exiting the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 marks his swan song as Drax the Destroyer. He recently told GQ magazine, quote, I'm so grateful for Drax, I love him, but there's a relief that it's over. It wasn't all pleasant. It was hard playing that role. The makeup process was beating me down, and I just don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. But Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin opens in theaters February 3rd, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on May 5th, and Dune Part 2 on November 3rd. What's more, Hollywood studies show few gains for women and people of color directing films in 2022, no surprise. A pair of studies released Monday from San Diego State's annual The Celluloid Ceiling Report, which has tracked women's employment on the 250 top-grossing films of the past 25 years. Overall, women comprise 24% of all directors, writers, executive producers, editors, and cinematographers working on the top 250 grossing films of 2022, which is a 1% decline from 2021. And for reference, the celluloid ceiling report that was mentioned uh, that had been doing these studies, in 1998, the first year of the report, the number was 17%. So overall, across the span between 1998 and now, we are looking at a 7% increase. 
not nearly adequate enough. The report did highlight several major and many major distributors that stood out for employing women and underrepresented directors. And I encourage you to go read the full report on the San Diego State University's website. You can also find it on the Celluloid Ceiling website and the USC Inclusion Initiative. And that concludes your last week's news update. I know at this point you've heard a lot about our website, theburrreviews.com, but I wanted to share some of the content that you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, feature content, and more covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theburrreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. As a company currently residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we are there to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll be able to find a list of submission guidelines on the page, but note that not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures, short films, and music videos. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Currently, Megan's box office projection on all the trades is somewhere between 17 and $20 million in the North American domestic opening. Uh, we put out a Twitter poll, and we wanted to know what everyone thought Megan was going to do. I've seen some people like undercut it heavily, saying that it'll only make $10 million dollars. Other people are saying it's going to make over $20 million in its opening weekend. But the question is, and always has been, what do you predict that the film will ultimately make this weekend? And we put out a Twitter poll with a majority of 38%. Everyone said $15 million is what Megan would open up to this weekend. We are going to see it tonight, so we will make sure to at least give you our quick thoughts on it on social media. Otherwise, me and Linda do plan to do a full review for it, and you have that to look forward to over the next few days. We want to know what you think of Megan. Is it going to make that much money? Is it going to make over $20 million? Is it going to make less than 15 Let us know down in the comments below. So, what are the team's favorite films and TV shows of 2022? We're going to get there, and we're going to hear from Ren, Cam, and also Linda. And uh, but before we do that, I wanted to kind of go through my top 10 list of the year 2022 for films. Uh, my favorite TV show, it's going to be no surprise to anyone. It is season six of Better Call Saul. It's just an absolute masterclass in writing, acting, cinematography, all of it, uh, production as a whole. My top film of the year, it's Tar. <laughs> it's tar um and you know close second to that is top gun maverick and then after sun but a few of my other favorite ones you know you're looking at like the menu and everything everywhere the banshees of an sharon a decision to leave x um pinocchio and then babylon that's kind of my top 10 list right now uh in no particular order i kind of just shadow those off however 
If you want the full list, you can go find me at Jared Charles on Letterboxd, and you can see my list from years prior. I still have to see a couple of different films. Uh, I want to see The Whale and Woman Talking just to kind of get that full experience. And then I also need to go watch a lot of the documentaries that I've missed as well. I hear Fire of Love is just absolutely incredible, and that was one that I'd missed. So I do plan on going to see those at some point. I just don't know when. Kind of got to slide them in here in the new year. Megan is not able to be on this episode of the podcast, but she did send me her favorites from this year. So for movies, Megan has Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, and The Northman. Now, it's a pretty good list, and I would say a lot of people have forgotten about The Northman. Came out you know, way back in April, I think, is when I had gotten the screening for it. Uh, for TV shows, Megan said 1899. Unfortunate, <laughs> because we're not going to get a season two of 1899. And also, you know, there's that whole thing. We didn't talk about it on the news discussion, but you have that whole point of Netflix canceling 1899. But in the same backhanded motion, uh, you know, Netflix uh, might lose Wednesday, which is probably their biggest hit from this year, other than maybe Glass Onion. I don't know the streaming numbers that they've had on that. But Wednesday was revolutionary for their numbers and viewership. So many people talking about that show. Rightfully so, it was a very solid show. But the fact that that may move over to Amazon Prime after all, and then they're, <laughs> they keep you know canceling all of these TV shows, I just find it funny. And she also said House of the Dragon, 1899 and House of the Dragon. Video games, it's something that we didn't talk about, but Megan said her favorite games were Elden Ring, uh, Pentiment, and Immortality. I didn't play the last two, but or Elden Ring for that matter, but a lot of people obviously like Elden Ring. And now here is Linda's pick for best TV show and movie of 2022, followed by Ren and Cam's. So my favorite TV show from this year would have to be Wednesday. Absolutely. Uh, my favorite movie this year, I would say X if I've watched it, but I still have not been able to watch it. So I'm going to go with Scream. Hey guys, it's Ren and Cam. Hey guys. We just wanted to hop on real quick and tell you our top picks of 2022. Cam, what is your favorite movie of the year? Um, I'd probably have to say Wendell and Wild out of what I've seen from this last year. So Absolutely fantastic movie. We love Jordan Peele. Yes. <laughs> we love Key and Peele. My favorite movie of the year would probably have to be Black Panther's Wakanda Forever. I absolutely love that. I sobbed yeah. the entire time. 10 out of 10. Yeah. What would be your show of the year? Um, I'm going to go with Wednesday from Netflix. Yeah. Absolutely. Jenna Ortega, guys. Jenna Ortega. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. We love to see it. I'm going to go with Better Call Saul. Nice. Have I watched the entire show? No. But from what I've seen, fantastic. And I don't watch new shows anymore. Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep up on them. Yeah, maybe Criminal Minds, the newest oh, season. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, me either, but I'm getting there. Because I'm not caught up. I'm almost there, though. What would be your favorite game out of all the games that we haven't played? We have played none of these games, but we're going to pick one. Yeah, not a big gamer girl, but based off what I've seen, I would probably say Beacon Pines piques my interest the most. Absolutely. I'm going to go with Stray. I have watched some of the like gameplay from that, and we're cat girlies around these parts. Yeah, we are cat girlies. Yeah, we just like little yeah. animals. <laughs> 
We hope you all had a great 2022 and we can't wait to spend 2023 with you. Hopefully seeing more of us and hearing more of us on our podcast based on a true story. Yeah. Stay tuned, besties. Yep. We're going to have a new episode coming out here soon. So stay posted. Stay spooky. um, And have a great year. That one. (laughs) We still have our final, final form, final poll survey, if you will. Um, out right now you can head to our link tree in our bio and you can go ahead and fill out the best of 2022 form Uh, we have narrowed it down from 25 titles in each category spanning across film tv and gaming we have narrowed it down to five in each category by you you voted for the preemptive list and ultimately decided what was put in the final race and here we are the polls are going to close this sunday Um, So make sure to get your vote in before that if you would like a say in what we end up doing. Uh, Let me quickly run through the list of options for you in each category. So you the people chose for achievement in storytelling for filmmaking. We have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Avatar The Way of Water. Those are our top five films of 2022 as voted by you. For television, your top shows of the year were The Sandman, House of the Dragon, Better Call Saul, Barry, and Atlanta. And then for gaming, we have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Stray, Beacon Pines, and Dying Light 2. Those were all titles that you voted for, so make sure if you voted on the last form, on the last survey, to make sure to head to our link tree, click that link, and go vote one last time on the top films games and tv shows of 2022 we are going to make that video and probably release it sometime next week so um any final votes any final thoughts on anything head over to the forum and fill it out and we can't wait to show you what's in store for tbr media in 2023 but rest assured that we will give a final end cap to our favorite things in 2022 hey we have our own youtube channel That's where we upload video reviews of the latest TV shows and movies, stream some gaming content on occasion, and just recently we've started doing in-depth video essay analysis. We have a goal to reach 400 subscribers by the end of the year, and right now we are about 300 subs away from reaching that goal. We'd like to celebrate by doing something special for our followers if we reach our goal, and we'll rely on you to help us decide what we end up doing. To find us, simply go to youtube.com slash Reviews. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a like and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, everyone, and I know that you are all dying to find out what is new to streaming this week. Let's start with TV shows, because I feel like there's a lot of great TV that's on the books for this weekend. So you have Ginny and Georgia season two, which premiered on Netflix today, the day that I'm recording this. So you can head over to Netflix right now and watch it. You also had Star Wars, The Bad Batch season two, um, the premiere released on Wednesday, I believe. So that is over on Disney Plus for you if you're looking to get your Star Wars fix in. The Pale Blue Eye is on Netflix starting today, the day that you're listening to this. So if you want to see Christian Bale be the most Christian Bale, go ahead and watch that. You also have RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15 on MTV. 
followed by Alert, the season one premiere on Fox, and also Tuesday is the Golden Globes Awards, and that is going to be on NBC. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't quite know what we're doing for that, but we're going to do something, even if it's just you know live tweeting, live reacting like we always do. So tune in for that on Tuesday on NBC. It's kind of going to be the Kickstarter to the awards season that will be followed by, hopefully, um, a few good uh, movie nominations at the Oscars. So I can't wait for that. Also, side note, if you haven't checked it out already, go over to YouTube right now, and we have Drunk Trivia Academy Award Edition up right now. 30 questions I answered um, spanning across three rounds, and boy, oh boy, is it a doozy. It was a lot of fun to make, and uh, I really do like that kind of content. You know, we did something similar to it with Reddit Stories. We're going to keep creating more and more content like that, but if you want to get your Academy Award trivia fix in, head over to youtube.com slash Media for that. And for movies, from Blumhouse Pictures, we have Megan, which releases this weekend in theaters nationwide. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this movie. It's currently sitting at like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes as I'm recording this. Me and Linda are going to try and get a review out for that, so stay on the lookout for that. But you also have, in New York and LA, A Man Called Otto, starring Tom Hanks. Um, That is going to be a nationwide starting on January 13th, but it's currently limited in New York and LA. And my other recommendation for you is go out, look at other people's favorite movies of this year, try and watch as many as you can, just to make sure that when you make your best of 2022 list, you have a complete rounded list. But that is going to conclude today's episode of the Into the Borough podcast. We thank you so much for listening and for supporting us. Make sure to share this with your friends. Make sure to download the podcast episode on whatever podcast provider that you use. And we will see you all in the next episode next week. Bye, everyone.